Hey everybody, welcome back to another week of Faith Over Fear. I hope you guys had a good weekend. I hope you had a good week last week. Um, we're just going to jump into it this week. So this week, we're going to be talking about two things. I know that this year, at the beginning of the podcast, we said that we're going to be talking about focus, and that's our that's our goal, that's our mentality this year, and I, I want to really you know, stay true to that. But I also think it's important to stay close to the ground on what's going on in our country, what's going on in our lives. I think it's important to um, just stay informed on what's going on. That doesn't mean that you lose focus on whose you are or what you know who we're living for. It doesn't mean that you lose focus. It just means that we're going to stay informed on what's going on. So there's two things I want to touch on today. First half, we're going to be talking about what in the world is going on at the border. Um, I'm going to try to inform you guys a little bit there. And then we're going to talk about a movie that um, I recently watched with uh, the kiddos and the family. And um, kind of want to encourage you guys with that because, you know, kind of like what we did with The Chosen last year or, or two years ago, whenever it was that I started watching The Chosen. You know, I came on, I did a review and, you know, I love that show. And so just when I find things that are good, um, faith-filled entertainment for the family, I just like to um, encourage you guys to go watch it because I know that in today's world, it's hard to get that. So um, that being said, we're going to get right into it. So what in the world is going on at the border? I want to start by saying, you remember a couple of weeks ago, how we were talking about how the left keeps saying that Donald Trump was going to be the dictator. Remember that, okay? So I just want you guys to keep that in the back of your minds as we talk about what's going on at the border. So as most of you guys know, the border is wide slap open. What's going on at the southern border is just a it's it's a mess. It's a it's a nightmare. It's it's just chaos is all it is. And so we are having, you know, millions and millions of illegal immigrants flooding into our country at the highest rate it's ever been. This is by far the biggest um, border crisis we've ever had in our country. And it's all because of Joe Biden. It's all because of his administration. It's all because of the decisions that the White House has made in regards to the border. Um, when he first got elected, there were um, people at the border who were being interviewed saying that it was pretty much a wide open ticket to come to the United States because Joe Biden um, and his administration were in charge. And so it's been wide open. And so what have we seen with the border being wide open? We've seen, I think it was estimated, five to 10 million illegal immigrants have come into the country and they're not tracked at all. They're coming in, they're letting them in and then lose track of them, have no idea what they're doing, where they're at. You know, it it's dangerous. You've got the cartel down there that are just, you know, having their way with our border and people are losing their lives. People are losing their safety. Um, our streets are getting full. I mean, it's, it's just chaos. And so, the number one thing that I really want to talk about why, I, in my opinion, it's so important about the border, and, and there's a lot of things that we can talk on, especially when you talk about the drug um, cartels and the danger that circles around them and just, you know, all the, the amount of criminals, the amount of terrorists that are being, you know, pretty much allowed in our country, you know, free willy nilly. Um, but we need, we now also have a drug problem coming into the country. And so I've got on statist, uh, what is this? Statista.com. Sorry, I thought that said statistics. Sorry, guys. Um, it's the fentanyl deaths from 1999 to 2021. So in 1999, the fentanyl deaths in America were, were estimated 730. When Donald Trump took office, the number was at 19,000. So from 15 to 16, it went from 9,500 to 19,000, and it continues to jump. And then what do you see when Joe Biden takes office? It skyrockets. The year of covid in the year Joe Biden takes office, it skyrockets. So the year of COVID, you had 56,000 deaths from fentanyl. And then in 2021, it was an estimated 70,000, almost 71,000. And then last year, it was upwards of 100,000 people have lost their lives to fentanyl. 
Now, so just from 1999 to now, so you went from less than a thousand to over a hundred thousand in a 20 year span. That is ridiculous. And a lot of that stems from the border and what's going on at the border. And people want to argue about whose fault it is or this or that, or the other. It's simple. There is no debate on this. This there is no argument on this. This if if you hear anyone trying to argue about what's going on in the border in favor of Joe Biden, then they're either they're either ignorant or you know, or they're just blind sheep following leadership that they have no idea what's going on. Because it's clear as day the decisions that Joe Biden has made has allowed the borders to be wide slap open. And how do we know that? Well look at what's going on. So Texas governor, Greg Abbott decides that they're going to start putting up fence and razor wire to prevent people from crossing the border illegally. And the United States government, under Joe Biden's leadership, under Joe Biden's call, was to send federal agents in there to cut the wire and open it up. And so Greg Abbott said he wasn't going to do it. And so now you have the federal government trying to come in and cut all of this stuff out that Texas has already done to protect their state, to protect their people. Joe Biden, as the president of the United States, has a constitutional duty to protect our country from foreign um, attacks and from foreign um, agencies and foreign actors who are coming onto our ground to harm us. And he is neglecting that duty, full-fledged neglecting it. Not only is he neglecting it, he is fighting to open the borders. And so I think it's funny, you know, as I'm listening to all this stuff about going on to the border, you've got a president who is literally fighting the states to open the border when all of these states are saying, no, don't do it. You had 25 other state or 24 other states, 25 total, including Texas, all led by Republican governors, yes, who came in and are sending National Guard to the border to help keep our country safe. It's not a political move. It is a safety move to protect our country and our people and our citizens from the border. And what does Joe Biden do? Joe Biden says, no, we're going to open it up. I don't care what you guys say. And the thing I find funny is that you remember Donald Trump, the big orange man, he's the dictator, remember? He's the one that's going to come in and rule like a dictator, not Joe Biden, not the man who's trying to open our borders wide up open so our fentanyl deaths can continue to skyrocket so that our illegal immigration continues to skyrocket. It leaves me asking one question, why? Why? Why do you need the border wide up open? Why is it so detrimental to the Biden administration to leave the border open? Why? This is not a humanitarian thing. This is not about, well, you know, as Christians, we should do the human, you know, the, the human thing and, and take care of these people who are seeking asylum. And da, 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 da. Well, usually when people are seeking asylum, you have to show what you're seeking asylum from. Usually you have evidence of harm or danger, and they're not doing that. See, under the Trump administration, they would detain people and keep them in Mexico for, I think it was 72 hours, while they did checks on them to see if they were truly seeking asylum or not. But that's over. It's just a full-blown open door, open pass to whoever can get through. And again, my question is why? And I have one assumption. I have one belief. Because all of these illegal immigrants become what? Voters. And I know people are going to say, well, it's illegal to vote if you're not a citizen. When has that ever stopped anybody? Go look at what's going on in the country right now. There was a woman during the Obama years that was on national TV, and I, I need to find this. Uh, 
I got to ask, Darlin, remind me to, to try to find this link so I can share this into the, there was a interview with an illegal immigrant. She had to have been maybe in her early 20s, and she was saying that she had the right to vote, and they said, but you're not a legal citizen. She said that Barack Obama said that she did. And then they showed Barack Obama saying it. So not only did she say that, they confirmed it by showing what Barack Obama said. You go to California, you don't have to have your your license to vote. You don't have to show ID to vote. You go to any of these places that don't have open, uh, or excuse me, um, voter ID laws, anybody can vote. And what are these people going to do? They're going to vote for the guy that left them open, right? That has to be what it is. I cannot think of any other plausible answer for why you would just allow the chaos at the border. It's so bad that you even have a ton of Democrats coming out saying that it's a catastrophic nightmare that Joe Biden isn't taking care of the border. You have your own party. Your own people are coming out bashing you for what you're doing because it's so bad. And so again, all of us in the country are left with the question of why. Now, I guess regardless of why, it probably doesn't really matter because latest polls show that Joe Biden has now in his third year or fourth year, going into his fourth year, Joe Biden has the lowest poll rating numbers since Jimmy Carter. And for some of you out there, if you don't know, Jimmy Carter, by most measures, has been called the United States' worst president in history. And now you're polling worse than him. Worst polling numbers since him. Why is that? It's because Joe Biden is a terrible president. It's because Joe Biden's policies are detrimental to our country. It's because Joe Biden is trying to crush the middle class. Joe Biden is trying to wreck the economy. Joe Biden is trying to be a dictator. You want, you guys want to keep throwing that word around? Well, I'll call it how I see it. You're using executive powers at will to do whatever you want to do. That sounds kind of like you're floating on the lines of a dictator there, old Joe. Coming out saying that you don't have the power to forgive student debt, but what are you going to do? You turn around and you forgive student debt. You just wipe debt clean. You go out with your executive powers and you end all this fracking. You end all the oil. You end. You open the border wide. You use all these executive powers. You even tried to force a mandate on everybody and use freaking OSHA to do it. I mean, I'm sorry. That that sounds that sounds pretty close to a dictator. So I, again, it just baffles me that the left can sit here and accuse. Donald Trump will want to be a dictator when look, just look at what they're doing. I always say this. If you want to know what the Democrats, if you want to know what they're doing and what they're about and what they believe, just look at what they're accusing other people of because they're usually accusing other people of the things that they're doing to get it off of them. That's what they do. Now, aside of all that, and I do get worked up over these things. Yes, it's political. It's a hundred percent political. No, I don't think anybody in the world in their right mind should vote for Joe Biden, but that's besides the point right now. Right now, our border is wide up open, and there are Americans' lives who are being threatened with drugs, with violence, and with criminals crossing the border. And it's time as the church to pray for our southern border. It's time to pray for Texas. It's time to pray for all the National Guard that are being deployed out there to protect people. It's time to pray for them. Because uh, there's another poll that, or I mean, a, a, another article, excuse me, that just came out by the Daily Wire. It says, Border Patrol Union backs Texas National Guard slams catastrophe Biden has unleashed on America. So you've got even you've got unions that are supposed to be for the left. They're coming out now back in Texas National Guard. We need to pray for these people because if Joe Biden has it the way he wants to have it, if it has it his way, these people are going to be going to jail just like they tried to do with or not try, but just like they did with people on January 6th. 
If you don't agree with the left, you go to prison. And I ask the question again, who is the dictator? Who is it? Who is it? Because what we're going through right now, what we're watching and witnessing happen in the country right now is mind-boggling. So again, it's time that we pray. Pray for Texas. Pray for the National Guard. Pray for the families of the National Guard who are sending their their husbands and their wives, fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, to fight a war that should have never to, to, that shouldn't have ever taken place. They're having to go down and protect people that you know this should have never taken place. And guys, I don't care what anyone says; it wouldn't have happened under Donald Trump. It didn't happen under Donald Trump, and it wouldn't happen had he been president again. A lot of this stuff that's going on in the in the world right now wouldn't be happening. But besides the point. Guys, it's time to pray. We need to pray for our southern border. We need to pray for the men and women going down there to help secure it. Pray for the um, the border families who are having to go through all of this stuff. And pray for the families who've lost people to fentanyl. Like I said, it's up to 100,000 people in America have died. The numbers are skyrocketing, and it's all because the border is wide slap open. So, guys, this week I want to encourage you guys to pray for that. Now to end on a high note this week. We watched the movie The Hill last week with um, my wife and my kids. And for those of you who don't know, it's Dennis Quaid. He's in a movie. Um, it's a baseball movie. It's based on a true story. Um, a guy named Ricky Hill, he was born with um, a disease that made it where he had to have braces on his legs and they didn't think he'd ever walk straight or walk normal. And the kid loved baseball and he could hit a baseball really well. And he ends up getting out of his braces and he ends up going and playing and just having, you know, obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. And the whole movie, he's fighting about how he's doing God's will. And so, you know, Dennis Quaid, who is the dad in this movie, he's a pastor. So he's wanting, uh, he's wanting Ricky to be a pastor. And Ricky remembers scripture really well. And he had a good memory. And, he, you know, he's always, you know, just quoting, excuse me, quoting scripture. And uh, so in the movie, the dad, the dad and the son, Ricky, they keep going back and forth about what God, what God's will is for his life. And there's a lot of lessons in the movie. There's a lot of encouraging um, themes in the movie. And um, just showing it to my kids and, you know, allowing them to have a movie that we could all watch that had wholesome content in it was just nice. It had scripture in it. It had church in it. It had faith in it. It had God's plan in it. It had um, humility in it. The dad ended up getting humbled over what he believed was good for Ricky's life. And was it his will or God's will? And it, it just had all of these different themes in it. And it was just a good movie. It was a good movie. Now, listen, a lot of people were like, oh, you're going to say that Christian movies are you know, usually these faith movies are a little cheesy or a little, and listen, it might be, um, you know, now that I'm 30 and I'm a dad, uh, I don't catch on to the cheesy stuff like I used to. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it had, um, I thought the cast did a good job. I thought that the script was good. I thought the whole, I thought the whole movie was good. So I want to encourage you guys, if you guys are looking for a wholesome movie to watch with your kids or your grandkids or your nieces and nephews, or maybe you don't have kids and you're just looking for a wholesome movie to watch, the Hill, I think it was on Netflix, I believe is where we watched it. You can uh, double check me on that, but I believe it was on Netflix. And either way, just a great movie, guys. And, you know, I'm big on trying to find wholesome content, especially for children. If you're, you know, for those out there who have kids or grandkids, nieces, nephews, I'm always big on that. Um, that's why we talked about The Chosen. That's why we talk about all these different, you know, shows and stuff that we have. That's why I wrote my books. What if um, you can buy that book is for kids. We talk about all this stuff because I'm big on having wholesome content in the country because you don't get a lot of it anymore. So guys, if if you're looking for something good to watch, it's called The Hill. It's a really good movie. I highly recommend watching that movie. So guys, I appreciate you tuning in this week. 
I hope that um, I hope I informed you with some stuff going on in the country, and I hope that uh, you're going to stand with me in prayer for what's going on in our country right now. I appreciate it, guys. I love you, and we'll see you next week. Hey, guys, if you liked this week's podcast, you could do us a huge favor by writing a review. This really helps push it out to more people and helps grow the audience and helps grow the podcast. And it, again, will help further the kingdom. Thank you, guys.